You are listening to the podcast of Open Life Church. We are located in Bonnie Lake, Washington, and meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at Bonnie Lake High School. Thank you for taking the time to download our podcast or visit our message archive page at livinglifeopen.com. If you are visiting us on our message archive, I just want to make you aware of two things. First, there's a link just above the audio display where you can download our fill-in-the-blank handout. And second, after you're done listening, we would love for you to follow the link on the upper right side of the page that says Let's Connect. Here you can tell us a little bit about yourself or tell us something that we can pray with you about. Feel free to give us as much or as little information as you'd like. Wherever and however you are listening to us today, we are excited you are here and we hope you enjoy it. Now here's today's speaker. Today is the conclusion of our return month. Just really being a part of celebrating five years Open Life has existed here in Bonnie Lake. And one of the people that's been with us, this will be his third time, is Ron Rhodes. And I wanted to read a passage. We, Ron and I were actually talking about this while um, suffering. We went to get a cup of coffee. It's kind of a long ways to go get a cup of coffee, but we went up to this Starbucks roastery place. It was kind of sweet and inventive and Willy Wonka of coffee. So that was kind of fun. And we went up there and uh, had some fun. Don't worry, Ron, I'm not going to talk about you taking video and photos with your iPad there. Anyway, but we were having a a good time and uh, just making memories and driving around talking about really the way God has set up his church. Listen to this in Ephesians 4 verse 11. It says, Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And Ron has been faithfully fulfilling the call of evangelist that God really urged him to step out in for, did you say 19 years? 19 years. So like an additional year than I've been in pastoral ministry. I answered the call to be a pastor. You answered the call to be an evangelist. And so he brings something unique to the table when he's a guest with us. He brings this this word from God, like literally for us. And so I love that he brings that gift. Go ahead and come on up, Ron, and, and is able to pour that back into our church. And uh, he was with us in the Regal Theater. He's with us last year and now this year. And what a gift it is to be able to have you here. So Open up your hearts, your minds, and grab that blank note sheet so you can create points while he talks today. Enjoy, man. Love you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Thad, so much. It's so good to be here and be here with good friends like Thad and Dana. We love them, and uh, it's been incredible uh, to watch their journey and your journey here at Open Life, and I congratulate you on five years. That's amazing. And this is just the beginning. Just think, you are the foundation for what is history being made here in this community and the surrounding areas. Just so good for my wife and I uh, to be here today. And we celebrate with you. We also celebrate with you for your Seahawks going to the Super Bowl. And in fact, I think they're flying right now to Arizona. And uh, so I really appreciate the fact that you beat the Green Bay Packers because they are the ones that knocked us out. I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, you know, I'm from Dallas, okay? So thank you for not giving up last weekend, okay? Thank you for coming back and making it really painful for the Green Bay Packers. 
because they thought they won. Did you hear, by the way, Aaron Rodgers in, in the interview after the game that he literally had the gall to say we were the better team today? Did you hear that? He literally said that. I'm thinking, gee, are you the one going to the Super Bowl? I mean, like, it's all about finishing, right? It's all about, you know, realizing that we got to finish. And, and, and this morning, I'm so excited to, to speak to you uh, about a passage that is so incredible that we're all familiar with. And it's found in John chapter 6. And it's, it's the story of Jesus performing the miracle of feeding the 5,000. But we, we know that. God does miraculous things, and he has shown that in your life and in my life. And as we look at situations like this, if we truly look at the Bible and how he does the supernatural, how he creates miracles, is he uses you and I. He uses men and women to be involved in having an incredible impact. And I really was looking at this passage of Scripture and I was just brought to the attention of the letters, the words in red. If you have a Bible like that, that they put the words that Jesus actually spoke in, in red. And, and the, the very first passage, the very first statement that Jesus makes in chapter 6 as he speaks to his disciples, and there's thousands of people here, it says, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? And I got to thinking about open life, and I thought about your vision, and how you have a vision to feed people. You have a vision to impact your community. So how is it in 2015, how are we going to finish what God has spoken into your life through the vision of your pastor and the leadership of this church, how are you going to fulfill? How are you going to make sure at the end of this year that you can look back and you can truly say, we fed the people of Bonnie Lake, we fed the people of the surrounding area that we are responsible for. And I think so many times we don't see ourselves like God sees us. Because I want to let you know this morning you are just like the little boy that Jesus used to perform one of the most incredible miracles of all time. He used a little boy. And his only qualification, his only thing that he had to offer was a sack lunch. Everybody has a sack lunch. So many times we think, well, how can God use me? Do you know, I, I, I see a vision of this, this room being filled all the way to the back. I see a vision, you know what, I was just at a church in Singapore and I was telling Pastor Thad about that. I said, did you realize that there are literally churches now that you have to go online and reserve a seat to make sure that you have a seat for church? In order to show up. Wouldn't that be a great vision? That, that you realize that God is having an impact. And it's not a, a number thing. It's about the fact that there are people here in your community this morning. And where are they going to find 
bread to eat. They're going to find it here and in your lives tomorrow, on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday. You're at the coffee shop. You're at the grocery store. You're at school. You're at work. Where can they find bread to eat? Because they're hungry. They're, they're looking for someone to feed them. And I, I think it's incredible that the, the illustration that Jesus gives us is that he saw all these people. He saw the need. He saw thousands of people out here, and they're hungry. And the disciples were saying, send them away. And unfortunately, so much in society is say, send them away. Send them over here. Send them over here. Send them over here. Trying to find something that fulfills the hunger of the soul. And the reality is, is God saying, no, we don't need to send them away. Please, as the church, don't send them away. We can feed them. But how can we feed them, God? We're, we feel so inadequate sometimes. How can I make a difference? Jesus and the disciples bring this little boy over, and, they, and Jesus says, you have the opportunity now. You have the opportunity right now to have an impact. And Jesus says, if you'll give me your sack lunch, then we'll be able to feed all these people. Do you know how ridiculous that sounds? God, I, I, I may be a little boy. I may be, you know, very immature. But if you think that my mama packed enough food in my sack lunch to feed 5,000 hungry men, then you're crazy. And so many times we spend so much time on all the reasons why it shouldn't happen and it can't happen and it won't happen rather than realizing that we are standing in front of Jesus and he is the difference maker. And what we have to realize is when we give our sack lunch, in other words, you give your abilities, your resources, your faith, your ability and your, your passion, then if you are willing to give that to him, then he turns it into something supernatural. And that, that supernatural miracle is that open life would reach this community for Jesus Christ. And so many times we get in this, this communication with, with God and saying, well, can I just keep half my lunch and I give you the other half? Can, can you... Can you work with that, Jesus? And Jesus says, well, where's the faith in that? If, if you hold on to half of your lunch, then you have not had any faith. And God's wanting to speak to people right now for 2015, because in 2014, you approached your life with God and your day-to-day -day relationship with God. You approached it as, I'm going to hold on to half of my lunch, and God, you can have the other half. Let me tell you, if you keep your own sack lunch, it will just be another meal. But if you put your, your lunch into the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ, it turns into a supernatural miracle. I will never forget one of the incredible opportunities I've had as I've, 
for 19 years, I've been a full-time evangelist, and I've traveled around the world and been to 55 countries and flown over 2 million miles and, and, and seen the world. And, and, but one of the most incredible things that I've ever seen happened in the state just to the south of you, in the state of Oregon. I was at a youth camp, and it's, we were standing out on this big deck, and a thunderstorm was moving through, and when you're on this deck, you're looking out at the mountains, you're surrounded by mountains, and this thunderstorm was moving through, and one of the most incredible things that I've ever experienced was a lightning strike struck the side of the mountain that we were watching, and in fact, it literally struck one tree. I'll never forget it. I grew up in Texas and Oklahoma, and I know what thunderstorms are all about, but I've never seen anything like this. Here I am in, in a mountain region, and there's forests of trees, and I saw the lightning strike, and it came down, and it struck one tree. Do you know what happened? That tree was so dry. It was so thirsty. It was so ready for it not to just be a lightning strike, but that one lightning strike struck that tree, and literally we saw it with our own eyes. It exploded. I mean, it exploded into a thousand pieces, and those thousand pieces were embers, and they were glowing, and they were on fire. And do you know what? Because all around it, there was a dry and thirsty forest, and there's people all around us that they're hurting, and they're desperate, and they just need somebody to touch them. And you know what I saw that day? I saw that one tree that was struck by that lightning strike, that it exploded, and it turned into a major forest fire. I saw the birth of a forest fire. In fact, it captivated the nation. It was one of the largest forest fires that year that any state had seen. And I saw a phenomenon happen that day of that one tree exploding and every tree around it began to catch on fire. And before too long, it wasn't just a few trees, it was a hundred trees, and then it was a thousand trees, and then it began to literally change the landscape. And I just began to think about open life. And I, I just thought, you know what? So many times we think it takes a thousand or ten thousand. And God's just saying, if, if there's just one here this morning, if there's just one here this morning, that you will say, God, I want to be the tree. I want to be the one that you would strike with your power and your presence for 2015. Because I want to, at the end of 2015, I want us to have another water baptism. And I want to be the one responsible for those that are being baptized I want to be the one that's responsible, that sees our church began to have a major impact, reaching our world and turning this community into a forest fire. Wouldn't it be great if you would say, God, strike me. Let me be the one that says, here's my sack lunch. I, I got to thinking as I've been around the world, and we, one of the visions of our hearts is to do soccer salvation camps. And, and, and one of the visions of these soccer salvation camps is to feed these kids because we're dealing with kids that are very, very hungry. They're very, very desperate. I, I've seen the most desperate hunger that you could possibly ever see. I've seen kids climb a tree just to get a leaf at the top of the tree 
because all the other ones were gone just so they could stick something in their mouth and be able to chew it because it had been so, it had been so long since they even chewed anything. I, I've seen the bellies so swollen. I've seen them take the food and they can't eat it fast enough. And there's nothing like seeing the face of a child that is hungry and you give them the best meal that they've ever had and their plate is full and and they're not being told, just take a little. They're being told, take a lot. In fact, get more. Come back for seconds. Come back for thirds. I want to make sure that when you leave, that you are full. And oh, that's what God's perspective is this morning. He's like, if you'll give me a chance, if you'll just trust me, oh, may we realize that God looks at us as the answer. To say, where can we find bread enough to feed these people? The next thing he says in the chapter is, have these people sit down. And I got to researching the Greek and what that means. And it literally means, it's, it means to have them relax. Have them to sit down at a table. Because we're going to feed them. And I believe the vision of open life is at the moment somebody walks into our lives, whether it's on a Sunday morning, whether it's at a special group that we meet together, whether it's somebody that we come in contact with during the week, that God has a plan that you would wake up every day and you would say, God, there are hungry people. There are, there are men here in this community that need Christ. And if they receive Christ, then their family will receive Christ and it'll change everything about them. And I, I got to thinking that here is this little boy and he is presented with the situation that you and I are presented with. He's holding on to his lunch. And he has a decision to make. Am I going to trust God with what I have or am I going to hold on to it? And I just think that that maybe, just maybe, this was the turnaround moment. Maybe this is what happened. All of a sudden, here this boy is holding on to his, his ability. He's holding on to his passion. He's holding on to his resources, his energy. He's hanging on to it and he has a decision to make it. And then all of a sudden, he begins to hear the cries of hunger. He begins to hear the other children and the babies in that sea of people. And all of a sudden, there's, there's nothing more desperate than to hear a child begin to cry out, Mommy, 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 I'm so hungry. Mommy, my belly hurts. I'm so thirsty. That's bad enough, but it's even worse to hear a mom or a father have to respond and say, I know. I know you're hungry. I know it's been three days since we have eaten. But mommy doesn't have anything to give you. 
Daddy wants to feed you. I really do. Mommy wants to give you something to drink, but I don't have anything to give you. And oh, what a wonderful message of hope this morning is is that we never have to turn someone away. We never have to feel like we don't have something to give them. Somebody is hurting in this community. They're thinking about suicide this morning. They're thinking about giving up on life. They're thinking about walking out on their marriage. They're thinking about walking out on God. And and the reality is, is, will you listen this morning? Will you Hear the cries of hunger and thirst. Do you know what happens? Do you know what happened that day that that tree exploded? And the fire began to have an impact. Immediately, people went into action to try to put the fire out. They called in firefighters. They called in helicopters. They called in those big planes that dropped the, you know, the red stuff all over the trees that are burning. The helicopters that go and dip the big basket into the water and lift it up and go drop it. All of a sudden, everybody is focused on putting the fire out. Can I tell you, in 19 years of being an evangelist, that it's not easy saying yes to God. I'm not saying it will be easy in 2015 if you commit to say, you know what, I'm going I'm to trust God with my finances and I'm going to support this church. I'm going to trust God with my, 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 my passion. I'm going to get involved. I'm going to I'm going to volunteer for the children. I'm going to play an instrument. I'm going to volunteer. I'm going to set things up. I'm going to, I'm going to go out and I'm going to reach out and I'm going to invite people and I'm going to have an impact. Do you know, realize, you got to realize is the moment that you make a decision that the enemy wants to stop it. And I, I stand up here as not someone that just wants to talk about it, but someone that's experienced it. I've fought cancer. And I didn't just have cancer, but I had cancer that would literally spread into my lymphatic system. And the enemy trying to convince me I'm going to put the fire out. Sometimes right when God, right at the moment that God began to speak to me as a teenager. Say you will give me your life. Say you will surrender to the call of the ministry. On a Friday afternoon, I walked into my house only to hear my own mother that loves me, that cares for me, that is an amazing woman, an amazing woman that goes to church and loves God, but God... God wants you to know that even at the most desperate times, at the moments in which you feel like everything is coming against you trying to put the fire out, 
that you got to realize that there is life. And I'll never forget that moment that I heard my own mother screaming and crying. And I ran into her bedroom to see her holding a shotgun up to her own heart and begging her own children, show me, show me how to use this because I can't do this anymore. And God's amazing love and grace. To see us at that moment in which God has sparked something inside of us and a fire has the potential to ignite and explode and have an impact to all those around us that the enemy wants to dump water on it and he wants to put our fire out. But the reality is, is God spared my mother that day and she's still alive today and I am cancer free and my daughter that was born with a rare incurable disease with tumors throughout her brain and her heart is a 17 year old in her last semester of high school and she's going to graduate this year. So I tell you, out of you, if you will see yourself as God sees you this morning, that you are that special child in God's eyes. And out of the thousands of people, God says, I'm going to use one little boy. And God looks at you this morning and he says, I want to see you. I want to, I want to see everyone as an individual this morning. And I stand before you and I give you an opportunity. Is 2015 going to be a year of me holding on to my sack lunch? Or is it going to be a year that I trust God and I say, God, here, I give you everything. And you know what? At the end of the day, when you trust God with what you have, at the end of the day, you will go home with more than you had. Do you know how much after they fed 5,000 men they had left over from a little sack lunch? They had 12 baskets full of leftovers. Will you, will you right now make a decision to say, God... I'm going to trust you. I'm going to make a decision that if, if I'm the one in the middle of a forest and this morning God, through His Holy Spirit, wants to strike you and ignite something inside of you, will you be a non-event? Will you be just a tree that burns out? Or will you be the tree that explodes and turns one tree into a forest fire that will literally change your landscape of your life, of your workplace, of your school, of your community? It's your choice. I want everybody to stand with me, if you would, please. I just want you to bow your heads for just a moment. Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? If not, open life. Then where? Then who? If not us. If not 2015, then when? As we see our world, as it gets more difficult and it gets more challenging and we see more things happening. We have to realize that today that we have that choice. 
will our lives represent just another sack lunch or will it be the very thing that God uses to feed the multitude? Will my life make a difference? And so many times we're so worried because it becomes a selfish thing. It becomes, what about me and what about my family? If I give up some time, if I give up some finances, if I give up my resources, then what about me? What will I do? I will be hungry, God. If I give up my lunch, I will be the one that is lacking. But in reality, that's not what happens when you trust God with your life. And this is the moment that you can make a decision to start trusting God with your heart, with your mind, with your soul, with your mind, and every part of you. And as you trust God and as you release to Him everything that you are and everything that you've been, then God takes that and He turns it into a supernatural miracle. And He saves us even when we feel like nobody can love us. And He forgives us when we don't think anyone can forgive us. So, Father, right now, I pray that you would speak to us. Because right now, we have a choice to make, we have a choice. And Lord, you are challenging this group of people here this morning. Will, will they listen? To hear the cries of hunger in this community. Because there are families that are crying out. Somebody feed me. And what they're searching for is the Word of God. What they're searching for is the relationship with Jesus Christ. And we get to be the ones that make the difference. God is looking at you. If He can use just a little boy with a sack lunch, He wants to use you and I. Will you be the tree that explodes in 2015? Will this be the day that you decide, God, ignite me. God, strike me. God, this is a new day. I'm going to fully trust you. I'm going to put everything in. I'm going to go for it. Oh, God, I'm going to trust you right now. Right now, the worship team is coming, and, and, and we are making a decision. I just want to act real quickly right now. Are you standing here, and you'd say, Ron, just pray for me, because I realize and I recognize that I haven't trusted God with my heart. I'm not living for God, and I want to trust God with my heart starting now. I just want to know quickly who I'm praying for. If you just want to quickly raise your hand up and you can put it right back down. I just want to know who I'm praying for. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Anybody else? I've already seen several hands go up. You're trusting. You're going to make a commitment to God right now. And then I want to ask, I want to ask all of you that are following God with your heart, but this is a decision that you're going to make as a family. You're going to make it as a, as a husband and wife. You're going to make it as a child that you are ready to go to that level of trusting God with your whole sack lunch, with everything that you got. You're all in for 2015. You are all in in 2015, and you're ready to make that decision because 
because you want to be the tree that turns into a forest fire. You want to be the one with a sack lunch that feeds the multitudes. And you say, I want to make that commitment right now. I'm a Christian and I love God. And I make that commitment. Raise your hand right now if that's you. Raise that right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now. God, I thank you so much. Right now, if you're making that commitment of giving God your heart, to simply say, Jesus, I trust you with my heart. I trust you with my mind. And I give you everything. All the junk. All the pain. All the darkness. Forgive me. I trust you, Lord. And I invite you into my life to become Lord of my life. God, so many hands went up this morning to say, Lord, we love you, but we are all in in 2015. This is a vision moment. This is a vision casting moment. This is a dynamic moment. that we're making this morning that it's not just going to be another sack lunch. It's not going to be just another meal and we're hungry three hours later. But God, today, we trust you. Today, ignite us. Lift up your hands. Surrender to God right now. Let the tears flow. As you surrender and you say, God, I'm trusting you with everything. I'm all in in 2015. I'm committed. Here's everything, God. My passion, my energy, my resources. I trust you. I commit to you. Here I am, God. Here's my family. Here's my life. Here's my energy. Here's my time, God. Because somebody... Somebody in my world right now, somebody that I know, somebody that I love, they're hungry, they're thirsty. Use me, Lord. God, use me. Let me be the tree that literally is so dry and so thirsty and so desperate that out of the whole forest, God, you choose me to ignite a forest fire in our community, in our world. God, this is your moment. This is your hour. We are all in. In 2015, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's talk. If you have a question about what you've heard today or if you have a need we can pray with you about, feel free to click on the Let's Connect or Need Prayer button on the upper right side of the message archive page. Or if you're listening on iTunes, you can always email info at livinglifeopen.com. If you'd like to join in the mission of Open Life with a financial gift, you can give online at livinglifeopen.com by following the Giving tab and clicking Give Now. We're excited you took the time out of your busy week to listen to our talk. But have you ever thought about visiting us on a Sunday morning? We meet at 10 a.m. each Sunday at Bonnie Lake High School. 
We would love to see you on a Sunday, and then you can put a face to the voice you've been hearing online. Finally, stay up to date with everything Open Life by visiting livinglifeopen.com, following us on Twitter, or liking us on Facebook. Thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoy the rest of your day and week.